Middle East on the brink, North Korea on the brink, Iran increasing its aggression, elections in Taiwan. Look, there's a lot of global instability as we ourselves plunge into primary season. How have you sheltered your savings and investments from potential major setbacks to the economy? You think it can happen here? It can happen here, but it's not too late to diversify an old IRA or 401k into gold. And Birch Gold Group can help you with that. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. As opposed to many other investments, Gold thrives in times of uncertainty. It is an important part of diversifying your savings. Now listen, here's how Birch Gold can help make it a part of yours. Birch Gold will help you convert an existing IRA or 401k into a tax-sheltered IRA in gold. And it doesn't cost you a penny out of pocket. You want to learn more? Just text SAVAGE to 989898 for a free info kit. S-A-V-A-G-E, text it to 989898 and you get a free info kit. It costs you nothing. Just text SAVAGE to 989898. With an A-plus rating with the Better Business Bureau, countless five-star reviews, and thousands of happy customers, I encourage you to arm yourself with the knowledge of diversification through precious metals. Protect yourself. Text SAVAGE to 989898 and claim your free info kit. Protect your savings with gold. Do it now. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Thank you very much. Birch Gold is the only gold company I trust. Text SAVAGE to 989-898. Warning, the Savage Nation contains adult language, adult content, psychological nudity. Listener discretion is advised. And now, the world's most exciting podcast, The Savage Nation, home of borders, language, culture, and here he is, New York Times best-selling author and National Radio Hall of Fame inductee, Michael Savage. Welcome to the free version of the Michael Savage podcast, and I'm going to keep it free for all of you. But there are many of you who would love to be able to listen to my show without any ads. I love ads, but many of you want to listen to the podcast free of ads. So we created something for you, a solution. We call it the Savage Premium. For less than the price of one flat, tasteless beer at your local bar, you can receive access to all of my podcasts going back years ad-free for just $3.99. That's it, $3.99 a month. You'll get not only my ad-free podcast, but you will also occasionally receive access to material that is exclusive for members only, and I'm going to give you the list in a minute of what you've, what you've missed. You're going to get an occasional monologue from me, maybe a reading from one of my novels, sneak peeks of interviews before anyone else hears them, archive pieces dating back to 1994. Many things that come up, you're going to get exclusive access to Michael Savage material. Details can be seen on my website, michaelsavage.com, and if you want to join... All you got to do is go to glow.fm and search Savage Premium. That's glow.fm and search Savage Premium. Now, you will always have access to my free weekly podcast. I want to be clear about that. That's my promise to you. But if you want less ads and more Savage, join the Savage Premium Club today and never miss a spoken word of mine. It's glow.fm slash Savage Premium. You can find it on michaelsavage.com. And here's some of the stuff that you have missed so far. Michael Savage reading from his best-selling novel, Countdown to Mecca. My words, my voice. Savage reads from one of his lost journals, Fiji, 1968. Savage's first drive-time show, Hour One. My interview with the Jewish gangster, very popular. I uh, read from my first written published article, Who Was at the Helm? 
from 1965. It's heard nowhere but on my premium site. I read passages from my novel, Abuse of Power. Uh, we replayed Fat Al's Tuna. My Savage Show from 324.94, the earliest show in the archive, 324.94. My interview with Donald Trump from 110.2011. 110.2011, while Mark Levin was mocking him and Sean Hannity was mocking him uh, and the others were mocking him, I was interviewing Trump. Much more. And remember, subscribers also get ad-free podcasts every week. The cost is less than a beer at a bar and you get a better buzz. <laughs> with the Savage Premium. So go to go to glow.fm slash Savage Premium for full access to ad-free podcasts and exclusive sound you'll not hear anywhere else. Thank you very much. A man with a gun can control 100 men without guns. I said for you morons who want a, a society without guns, you idiots, you. A man with one gun can control 100 men without guns, he said. And then he said, if you tell a lie often enough, it becomes the truth. And then the other one was, socialism is a road to communism. I said that for you, all you Democrat socialists. You think I don't know what you are? It was interesting. Lenin said this in the beginning. Lenin. All three. He was the head of the Communist Party from 1917 to 1922. And then he was the head of the, the 1925 or some again for three more years he ran the Soviet Union. One man, one charismatic killer. A man with one gun can control 100 men without guns. Guess who said that? Well, welcome to the Michael Savage podcast. Those shocking words are those of the revolutionary and founding leader of the Soviet Union, Vladimir Lenin, the mass murderer, the hero of the American Democrat Party. And as the Trump indictment looms, I feel we are losing our nation. This heinous, politically motivated witch hunt has far greater implications than just President Trump. It will affect everyone listening to this podcast and even the progressives themselves who are like blind mice running off a cliff with their hatred for America and for Donald Trump. If the president can be vilified and crucified in this illegal manner, there's no stopping this system from targeting any one of us, especially those of us who stand for borders, language, and culture. Now, just this week, I appeared on Newsmax TV to elaborate on this important topic. I've included them in today's podcast for your listening pleasure. I also want to point out that the Democrats have conducted much bigger crimes than paying off a hooker, but they were never prosecuted. Would you like a list of crimes much bigger than paying off a filthy hooker, which were never prosecuted? Why, why don't we begin with Barack Obama? The saintly Barack Obama on December 4th, 2011, an American stealth drone was captured by Iranian forces near the city of Kashmar in northeastern Iran. The Iranian government announced that the UAV was brought down by its cyber warfare unit, which commandeered the, well, unmanned aircraft, meaning the drone, and safely brought it to the ground, meaning it was not shot down as earlier reported. Even the liar President Obama acknowledged that the downed drone was his and requested that Iran return it. Now remember this, it was the most advanced drone in the world. It was delivered like a brand new car from the showroom by this double agent, Barack Obama, to his friends in Iran. Why did the State Department and CIA have compounds in Benghazi, one of the most dangerous places in the world, particularly for Americans? 
What was President Obama doing during the hours of the siege, particularly once he knew our ambassador was missing? And why, despite the presence of military assets, was no rescue attempted by Barry Obama? And let me ask you this. When the threat was extraordinary, and after months of jihadist attacks on Western targets in the region, why was there no plan in place to extract the Americans from Benghazi? Have you forgotten what Obama did? These were impeachable offenses, dereliction of duty, never prosecuted. But paying off a hooker, which is perfectly legal, by the way, is being prosecuted by this illegal gang of Leninist, Marxist, Maoist thugs. But what about the Clintons? Did they do anything that was never prosecuted? I don't know. Let's look at Hillary's background. The FEC, the Federal Election Commission, fined Hillary Clinton's 2016 presidential campaign and the DNC, the Democrat National Committee, for not properly disclosing the money they used to fund opposition research that led to a controversial dossier on President Trump and his links to Russia, which were non-existent, by the way. They fined Hillary Clinton for this, but she was never, ever indicted for it. The DNC was fined $105,000 and the Clinton campaign was fined $8,000, according to a letter sent by the FEC to a conservative group that demanded an inquiry. She was never held accountable for this crime. What about old Bill Clinton? The civil lawsuit that uh, Jones, remember her, filed against Clinton, accused him of sexually harassing and assaulting her while he served as our Kansas governor, according to the Washington Post. Mr. Clinton reached an out-of-court settlement with Paula Jones in 1998 while he was serving as president and agreed to pay her $850,000 to drop the case allegedly sexually harassing and assaulting her. In 2001, President Clinton escaped indictment by surrendering his Arkansas law license for five years and admitting that he made false statements under oath about his affair with Monica Lewinsky. But he was never perp-walked and never imprisoned. This is a first in American history, as many other firsts, under the criminal gang of Joey Biden. Thank you for listening. We're living in perilous times. I feel as though I'm broadcasting from underground uh, during the Nazi bombing of London. Hang on. It's going to get a lot worse before it gets better. I'm Michael Savage. Savage, a host like no other. Hi, this is Rachel Yucatel, and I'm here to invite you to listen to my podcast, Misunderstood with Rachel Yucatel. This podcast delves into the lives of those who have been reduced to a single headline. Each episode will take a closer look at the stories of those who are on a mission to change their narrative. Join me as we uncover the truth behind the misconceptions, shed light on the stories of those who have perhaps been wrongfully portrayed, explore the complexities of the human experience, and celebrate the power of second chances. Who doesn't love a good comeback story? President Trump warning that he expects to be arrested on Tuesday in connection with his supposed role in an alleged hush money scheme to former porn star Stormy Daniels. Back in 2016, we had to hear from Dr. Michael Savage, host of the Michael Savage podcast. Sir, what is your reaction to this news? Well, you know, I was just telling the producer on the other side that I carry a prayer book around me since I'm a child. Mm -hmm. And before every show, I say, I swear to tell the truth, the whole truth and nothing but the truth. I say it to myself and to God. I only wish Alvin Bragg understood those words. I wish to God we didn't have a criminal organization running America. 
But I went back in history to find a parallel to what is going on right now with this persecution of Donald Trump. And I had to go back to Joseph Stalin's enforcer who ran the reign of terror in Russia, who proved that he could prove criminal conduct on anyone, even the innocent. And he he's the one who said this. He said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. Mm -hmm. That was Beria's infamous boast, Alvin Bragg, pay close attention because you're lower than Beria. He was deputy premier from 41 until 53 when he was executed after Khrushchev came to power. But the important point here is that he was the one who said, I'll target the man first, Mr. Alvin Bragg, mm -hmm. and then find or fabricate a crime, Joe Biden. Now, his modus operandi was to presume the man guilty and fill in the blanks later. By contrast, we in America enjoy the protections of the U.S. Constitution, where there's a presumption of innocence. And we uh, understand that. And that emanates from the 5th, 6th, and 14th Amendments, as set forth in Coffin versus U.S. 1895. This is very important because the criminal Biden regime is following the barrier model, not the U.S. Constitution model. We should never forget where this goes if it's not stopped right now. Because if they can do it to Donald Trump, they can do it to anyone on earth. Find me the man and I'll show me the man and I'll show you the crime. That is because we have a criminal enterprise running this country right now. Right. Now, and, and, and also ahead, that kind please. of re reminds me to your point is uh, the January 6th, they made another recent arrest. Uh, he, he was a journalist for the Jewish press here in New York City. The DOJ announced that they expect to arrest hundreds more people. I was talking about this earlier with Dick Morris. I said they still haven't found the guy that planted the two pipe bombs. Remember that on the Capitol grounds? There's a FBI uh, a can't reward for a half a million dollars. What about that? What about the BLM rioters that caused billions of dollars in damages and people were killed and hurt? None of that. But it's like, let's go prosecute Trump from something possibly in 2016. And by the way, Bill Clinton, didn't he pay Paula Jones like $850,000? So like this isn't something new that presidents have paid people to, to kind of keep quiet or whatever. So why are they going after Trump? Why don't they go after the Biden crime family? We're seeing the transactions, the wire transfers. It's all laid out there. And now, all of a sudden, they want to parade Trump in handcuffs and put his mugshot on the front page of every single paper. Well, you drew me back to the January 6th uh, yeah. police riot. Yeah. Where the only person that was known to be killed was Ashley Babbitt. But no, that she wasn't the only one killed. It's the only one the news media will report. There was a young woman in her 30s, a white woman, who was pushed forward by the crowd and fell on the steps, the Capitol steps, and she was beaten to death by a DC police woman with a club. The beater was a black woman, it's very important because could you imagine if a white cop had beaten a black woman to death on the ground? There's video of it on the Gateway Pundit of the woman being beaten to death by this black woman cop. Beaten to death and we hear nothing from Wolf Blitzer, we hear nothing from the vermin on the left, we hear nothing from the vermin in the Justice Department. It's not a two-tier justice system. It's a Maoist system. You know, many years ago, people were saying Marxism, Marxism, Marxism. And I kept saying, like, it's not Marxism. It's Maoism. They're following the Mao Zedong playbook. Public shaming of people, driving them out of universities. Public shaming of people, brainwashing people, re-educating people. And now, of course, indicting anybody like a ham sandwich. Who was it who said? 
Who said I can that? indict a ham sandwich if you wish. I can indict a ham sandwich. That is what Joe Biden is doing right now. He's trying to indict a man who is innocent of the charges. And, you know, the smart money is saying that this is only going to get Trump elected. Michael Savage, I'm, I don't, I'm sorry I have to interrupt you. I know you had a great piece also. Just tease it for me. Where where can we find it? Because I wanted to talk about the SVB, the S- Silicon Valley Bank, oh, but we're running out of time. Can you? Just- I was going to do that, but they said to me, please talk about the Trump thing instead. So, so I did a whole show it? on the bailout. I have the Silicon Valley Bank bailout, which is a straight out political payoff to big Democrat yeah. donors. Yes, that's what it is. I'll do it tomorrow on Newsmax. OK, TV good. If you want. I, w- I would love to have you on. Thank you. Thank you so much, sir. Dr. Michael Savage. Love having you on. The Savage Nation. It's Savage on Demand. Let's bring in our next guest, host of the Michael Savage podcast and author of God, Faith and Reason, Dr. Michael Savage. Dr. Savage, so good to see you tonight. Thanks for being here. We missed you last week. Um, unbelievable what's happening uh, in, in our country right now. Rogan O'Hanley makes a good point there. Thanks for having me, Jen. Look, we're living in unprecedented times that are mimicking that of the Soviet Union. People have to know history in order to not repeat it. And if we get a few minutes, I'm going to talk about the man that I think Alvin Bragg is copying. But I'll start by asking this. Why is the crypto crook Bankman Freed not behind bars? After all, he pulled off, allegedly, the largest financial scam in American history, and he was released on minimal bail to live in his parents' mansion in Palo Alto? This is American justice under the Biden-Stalinist regime. But I want to talk about Trump the man. I was honored to have been invited to... uh, the uh, Trump International Golf Course last night. I'm in Florida, as you can see, it's a different studio than my normal California studio. And I was fortunate enough to be invited by Chris Ruddy, who is the CEO of Newsmax TV, my favorite guy. And uh, Donald Trump came in, and I gotta tell you about the man. It's very important people understand who he is because we all know the legalese. We've studied all the articles about this. We know it's a miscarriage of justice. We know it's the weaponization of the Justice Department. We know this is un-American at its core. But who is the man Donald Trump? This man was glowing. This man is the strongest man I ever met. He got up there and the crowd just loved him in the club. Uh, He was so kind to me. He said, I like you with the hat and without the hat. Either way is fine. You know, Donald, he likes to (laughs) mess around. He's a great guy. But the uh, the fact is, is that you can tell more about a man from the small things than the big things. The small things were the food, for example, in the club. Why am I talking about food? Because he said to me, did you eat yet? Like my father or a friend. I said, no, not yet. I'm waiting to see you. He said, get in there and eat. I said, why do you care so much about food? He said, because I want to make people happy. And he meant it. Everything was perfect. We were amazed. My family was amazed at how this club is managed down to the nth degree. Everything was perfect. This is how the man runs his life. But beyond that, Jen, we looked at him and thought he would be sort of crushed by this pending doom hanging over his head. But he just sure didn't show it. He has to be the strongest guy I ever met. And then he went on to give a speech to the, to the audience, maybe 300 people in the dining room. You would have thought he would have talked about his travails, his legal travails. He talked about golf and the golf club. And I was huh. amazed that wow. he can shake, that he can do that at a time like this. And I told him one thing. 
I said, President Trump, I've been waiting to see you to tell you only one thing. And that is this. What Alvin Bragg is following is the uh, man in, under Stalin, Beria, the mass murderer Beria, the sadistic mass murderer. murderer. He uh, conducted Joseph Stalin's reign of terror. And he's the one who said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. And he was proud of the fact, Beria, that he could prove criminal conduct on anyone, even the innocent. Now, you will well know, we all know, under the United States Constitution, there's a presumption of innocence that emanates from the Fifth, Sixth, and Fourteenth Amendments as set forth in many legal trials. In the Soviet Union, it was the opposite. There was a presumption of guilt by this regime. Now, if we're going to let this criminal regime called the Biden regime twist America and America's laws and America's jurisprudence to the Soviet system, none of us will be safe. The criminal Biden regime under this stooge Alvin Bragg is following the barrier model, not the U.S. Constitution model. It's a nightmare. And again, we have to remember the main point about this case, Jen, which has been said before, I don't think it's been said often enough. Hush payments may be sleazy, but they are legal, incidentally. So they're stretching the law to say, although the hush payment may be legal, the way it was reported was illegal. So you could claim it's a bookkeeping error. In other words, it was a tax thing. Now they're changing it and calling him Al Capone. There is no bottom to Biden's criminality. There's no bottom to the acts of deceit that we are witnessing. And I say the reason we all love Donald Trump as a leader is because he is a leader. Most men would have broken from this a long time ago. I mean, you worked for him in the White House. You know him better than I do in a way. I never worked for him and I haven't I seen him in a long time. I, I, I was a White House correspondent, just to clarify. I didn't work for him. Um, but I, I, too, have spent so many moments. Um, it's, it's all good. But I spent so many moments with him like you have. And, Michael, it just makes me smile because you, you nailed it. He's he's so at home and at peace when he's around uh, his supporters, when he's out there doing his rallies, which he's got one coming up on Saturday. Um, he's he's just glowing. And half of the time you barely see him sit down to have a meal himself because he's so busy uh, talking to people and taking photos with people uh, and making sure everybody else is taken care of. Uh, and, and just like he did in, in the White House, you know, he barely slept and, and was always working for the American people, barely got a few hours of sleep at night. Um, Michael, what do you what do you think it, it is going to happen going forward? Is this only going to uh, drive more of his base out? And when they when they look towards 2024, um, how, do, how does this play out? Smart money is saying that, Jen. Smart money is saying that people who were lukewarm to Donald Trump before are rallying behind him. I know people who were saying, you know, he's had his time and, and all of that. I, they're all behind him now. People who were iffy on him are so pissed off, pardon me. They are so angry. They're so agitated and so motivated that the Democrats, as smart and as clever as they think they are, have made the greatest blunder of their life, not only amongst Trump supporters, but amongst, I would say, decent liberals, and there are many in America who are still classic liberals in this nation. They're not all bad. And we have to remember there are two sides and two wings. And as I've said many time, times, a bird needs two wings to fly. And when you break off one wing, the bird flies in circles. And that's what the left has been doing to this country now forever, which is trying to break the right wing off the bird, which is why this bird called America, the American Eagle, is crashing to earth. 
so the fact of the matter is, yes, America is awakening to the Biden criminal regime that is operating. And there's no better example to me tonight than the question I raised at the beginning, Jen, which is everyone's forgotten the case. The, I'm sorry, the crypto crook. Remember that story? Bankman right. Freed. He was all over the news. That's allegedly the largest financial scandal in American history. He was released on almost no bail to his parents' mansion in Palo Alto because the father is deeply tied into the Democrat machine. And the crypto crook, Bankman Freed, bought off every Democrat in the country, every big Democrat with, quote, campaign contributions. Is that legal? Could that be seen to be it's a payoff of hush money? I mean, of course it could be. So what kind of country do we want to have after this Biden regime is over? What kind of nation Michael, will be left after this gangster regime is gone? That's the only question we have to ask. But getting back to Donald Trump, I believe he's going to weather this storm no matter what they do to him. If they come and arrest him, right. he'll run from prison and win. That's what's going to happen because of these left wing fanatics who have destroyed America day after day after day. They're not helping themselves as well. And, and Michael, I, I want to touch on something you said there about this being such a distraction, right? The, the, the media, the left, the, the legacy media is salivating over this. They want to see the mugshot. They want all the, the pictures and the, and the video footage of this. Uh, but you look at what's been going on lately. James Comer uh, saying, you know, listen, we just we just got the, the bank statements from Hunter Biden. And look what's come of that. You look at these payments from the CCP going to the Biden family. That was big news last week. It's been overshadowed. Big news at the border uh, as migrants are, are rushing the border in El Paso. That's been overshadowed shout everything that's going wrong in this country. Now everybody's watching Trump uh, and pointing the finger and wanting to see him go down. Uh, so it's very interesting to, to, to watch this play out. And it's also interesting to see who is not weighing in on the right uh, or who's maybe not coming to his, his support. Because you know what? If they can do this to Donald Trump, uh, they'll do it to anybody who supports uh, real America. You're 100 percent right. But I've seen a slight change even amongst establishment Republicans moving over to Trump's side on this case. Rich Lowry, for example, of the National Review, I believe, is no real friend of Donald Trump. I mean, these people were against him. Now he's writing, D.A. Bragg to cross the Rubicon and divide the nation by indicting Trump. Uh, the lawyer, Jonathan Turley, wrote, Bragg brings a criminal case back from the dead, but may have reanimated Trump's chances. So people who are very anti-Trump or not really for Trump are understanding what's at stake here, and they are now behind Trump. So they made a huge mistake here, and I have to go back to the original point I made before I leave, Jen, which is the monster in the Soviet Union, Beria, who tortured people to death in slave labor camps, was the man who famously or infamously said, show me the man and I'll show you the crime. He targeted the man first, Jen, and then proceeded to find or fabricate a crime. It's chilling to realize that that is what the Biden crime family is now doing to so many people, not only Donald Trump, but all those military veterans rotting in stinking prisons in Washington, D.C., most of whom committed no crimes whatsoever. And we heard the other day that they're going to indict 200 more people. When is this reign of terror going to be brought to an end under this Biden crime family, Jen? When is it going to stop? Mm -hmm.
Michael, one can only hope two years from now. But listen, I always say we can spend the entire hour talking to you. I wish we could. We're going to take a break, but I'm thrilled to say that you're going to be with us after the break to continue this conversation. So, folks, make sure you stay right where you're at. You want more Michael Savage, you're getting it. Plenty more with radio legend Michael Savage after the break. Stay with us. As promised, let's bring back Dr. Michael Savage now. Michael, great to have you here. So let's switch topics a little bit. I want to get your thoughts on something that we've also been distracted from right now, and that's the banking situation. Obviously, <laughs> huge news last week. Um, markets closed almost uh, 400 100 points up today, which is certainly welcome news. But over the weekend, Swedish bank UBS bought Credit Suisse, and this was amid concerns that the bank could fold. And it comes after the U.S. saw Silicon Valley Bank and Signature Bank collapse. Where does the banking crisis stand today? Credit Suisse is a bank that's been in existence for 160 years, but it couldn't survive Biden's shenanigans. That's number one. Let's mark that down on a piece of paper. A Swiss bank lasts 160 years, but cannot survive the Biden shenanigans, the financial manipulations. Let's start with that. The runaway inflation and the hidden dollars, this and that. But what have they done with the bank itself? None of these people were insured, and yet they bailed them out and said, it's not a bailout. What was it then? Uh, bailout, yelled senior economics fellow at Brookings Institution, which is a liberal think tank, by the way, Aaron Klein, who said, that's what it is, plain and simple. And Klein, who calls it a bailout, which is what it is, spent over 10 years working in government, including his time as chief economist of the Senate banking, okay? And during the time that Klein worked in the government, he worked on TARP, if anyone remembers that anymore, the Troubled Asset Relief Program, which was a $700 billion government bailout authorized by Congress in October of 08. So Klein's point is that the depositors being made whole on uh, their investment, so to speak, in the bank beyond their original $250,000 guarantee of the FDIC are getting bailed out. Everyone who has less than that in the accounts were already guaranteed their money back by the Fed. So it's a clear and present bailout. But the question is, who was bailed out in the SVB uh, disaster? And we have, we have the list. Uh, Acra Sharon Stone. By the way, in plain English, big Democrat, big mouth donors were bailed out by Biden, right. even though it was illegal to do so. You want to talk about a crime? Moving money around like this and bailing out your friends or donors is a bigger crime than paying off a hooker, incidentally. Actress Sharon Stone says, I lost half my money in the Silicon Valley bank collapse. Investor uh -huh. Kevin O'Leary, who had a huge amount of money at the now failed Silicon Valley bank, said the institution was run by idiots before it, by the way. Peter Thiel, great man, very smart, said he had $50 million of his, dollars of his own money stuck in SVB. And he told Financial Times columnist this story. But that $50 million, he didn't lose. Biden gave it back to him out of my back and your back, right. out of the taxpayers. California Governor Gavin Newsom was a client of Silicon Valley Bank. He had personal accounts at the bank for years. And his three businesses had their accounts in the SVB. The founder of Farmbox, rumored to have an account in this bailed out bank, bailed out by Biden, Prince Harry and Meghan Markle, Oprah Winfrey, one of the richest women on earth, Michael, bailed out the list as well. is, is never ending. 
I, I want to ask you a question, and I apologize for cutting you off on here on this, but there's obviously a lot of uncertainty in the economy these days. Wednesday is going to be another big day. Um, the Fed is going to decide whether to raise interest rates again uh, or if the banking concerns are enough to pump the brakes. And, you know, regardless of that decision, the economy is in a bad place. And I mean, this all stems from the trillions in spending that we've seen from Joe Biden, does it not? You, you keep printing money, you're going to run up an inflationary trend in a country. Everyone knows that from Economics 101 in college, except Joe Biden and Hunter Biden and Janet Yenta Yellen. Apparently, she didn't study Economics 101, but she's the head of the Treasury Department. Go figure that one out. She doesn't know the first thing about money, but she's running the Treasury Department. How could they take a Yenta like that and put her there except under Biden? So what would I suggest? You have to keep raising rates. That's my opinion. Or you're fighting two things at once here. Which do you want to control worse, right? So I would think that they're going to have to tick up, which is the, the smart money is saying you have to raise rates slightly to cool off the inflation. Otherwise, gasoline will be over $10 a gallon. Bread will be $8 a loaf. Is it, milk isn't will be it already $8 in California? <laughs> and what's going to happen then? Right. Tell me what's going to, who will they blame? Donald Trump? They'll arrest him for raising the price of bread and milk? Michael, let me ask you this uh, while we have a couple minutes here. I um, want to just sw switch back to the, the Trump case briefly here. Uh, Michael Trump's lawyer uh, j handling the case, he joined uh, Newsmax earlier this evening. He discussed the potential arrest. Watch this. If I'm former President Trump, it's weird to say, but I, th I think I would I want to be perp walked. Like, let's let's show you know. people what 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 they're capable of. And I, I think it's I think it's huge ammunition. And I think it's exposing just how sick these people are Rob, to do something like that. You know, you're funny. He's a very tough guy. Yeah. He's the tough he doesn't guy care about a perp walk. He doesn't care about handcuffs. He, he, he will yeah. he will use that to embolden his supporters. Yeah. I mean, this is a political persecution. That's so Michael Joe Cohen's Takapina lawyer there. Is, is that that's, Michael Cohen's uh, that's lawyer? That's Trump's lawyer. <laughs> oh, Trump's lawyer. No, it's this Trump's guy's, lawyer. Oh, I thought it was Michael Cohen's lawyer. Joe but Tatapina. he and I agree 100. percent I didn't see him there last night, but it was filled with a lot, a lot of heavyweight hitters like him. Uh, these old school guys who are tough as nails, with great deep voices, pure masculine toxicity all night, Jen. I got to tell you that it was a pleasure to be around it after leaving living in San Francisco for so long. Uh, but yeah, he's Wish right. Wish I could have been a fly on the wall. What, a, <laughs> what a, a, a room full of legends. My goodness, Michael, quickly, I don't have much time left, but do you think Trump will be perp walked? I don't know. We, you know, it's like one of those things. I'm going to have a rough time sleeping tonight. As it is, oh, I have jet lag and I'm in the wrong I'm in the wrong time zone. We don't know. We're all waiting for the morning to see if Bragg is told to do this or not. And then what happens? We don't know. Right. I mean, God forbid. What if they put him in the exactly. tombs? What do they want it to be beaten to death in jail? Is that what they want to throw him in there with animals and have the animals beat the former president hey, of the United States to death? Anything I hate to say it. I'm, I'm sure a lot of sick people would be thrilled about that. Michael, we got to leave it there for tonight, uh, but we'll see you later this week. And listen, uh, if you're on the East Coast, you're always welcome to come visit us in D.C. We'd love to have you here. Michael Savage, right. always I'm a pleasure, fine. my friend. Jen, thanks. <laughs> it's not so bad. Thank you. Well, thank you very much for listening to today's podcast. I hope you've enjoyed it and you'll learn something from it. 
We have about 400 other episodes available for you to listen to absolutely free. You can go back into our vast library of podcasts and listen to any one of them at any time. And remember this, if you want to listen to my podcast ad-free, sign up for the Savage Premium Membership and get access to ad-free podcasts as well as some premium content from our Savage Archives. How do you sign up for those ad-free podcasts? Please visit michaelsavage.com for a link. Again, thank you for your listenership. This is Michael Savage.